Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, it's 1236 in Edmonton. Open up with Wayne Gretzky. That was an extended interview with Wayne. 18 minutes to open up the show. Uh, we will get to our Oilers Now Audio Vault and NHL Today and you all in the second hour of our show. 1236 in Edmonton. We'll tell you the guests and Oilers Now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's a great place to have a Christmas party. Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and Taylor that Oilers Now sent you. We go to our Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. We welcome back to the show from the NHL Network. Brian Lawton. Hi, Brian. How are you? Doing great, Bob. How are you? Uh, not bad. Got in late, but uh, hey, it's a kicker, man, to be involved with. You know what I'm saying? Such is the life. It is. Li- I, talked, I talked to Dave Tippett the other day. He was telling me about the wife's or the uh, mom's trip. The mom's and, trip. And all the good things that were going on. It was interesting to hear. Well, and, and just your thought, I mean, we we just had Wayne on the show, and he's like, well, you know, Bob, the other option just in terms of flight is you get up at 5 in the morning and fly out at 6.30, and you're flying back to Edmonton, and you guys are at practice later this afternoon instead of having the off day coming out of, as you know, San Jose is not a place to uh, easily, they have a noise ban, a restriction, uh, noise restriction for flights out of town, so you have to, there's a fee you have to pay, but we, we basically got in about 3 in the morning Edmonton time, and... Uh, you know, got in between three thirty to four o'clock in the morning, uh, but it is a great life. There, there's, there's no question about that. But just on how dramatically things changed in the business, Brian, from, you know, once and and unfortunately, the what got it, what got this thing going around the league uh, for for private flights was nine eleven. But just how dramatically that kind of changed things for a lot of players in the league who used to, you know, stay over in the city where they played that night uh, overnight and then uh, were out first in the morning as opposed to flying uh, to their next uh, game or flying home right after the game. Just it's a different world, isn't it? Yeah, completely different world. I grew up playing in the old Norris division where every single game was essentially a three-day trip and the night before 
out the following morning after the game the next day. Uh, it, it was tough. We're talking commercial. We're talking sitting as a rookie in the back of the plane in a middle seat of smoking section. Like, it was insane what we did back then. Yeah, different world altogether. Uh, Brian Lawton joining us. All right, the, the mom's trip. They didn't have stuff like that when you played, did they? Uh, nope, nope. It was really something that uh, became much more well-known in the salary cap era. There was a lot of discussion on it early on, how to keep things equal. Can't have the rich teams doing so much more than the teams that aren't as rich, maybe. Uh, in the end, I really think it's a great deal. And whether it's a mom's or a dad's or a family member, whatever clubs uh, decide on, I, I think it's awesome. I really do. Give me the team perspective because we are receiving some texts. Uh, and just so everybody knows, we've switched over our text line, uh, 780-496-0063. 780-496-0063 is our text line. Um, from your perspective, there's, there's been a lot of people say, well, why would Dave make four changes to his lineup? You know, Koskinen had two pretty good performances in goal, went with Mike Smith. Uh, Sam Gagne comes in, uh, Gabe Tanhaas comes out, Nygaard comes off of injury, he comes in, Granlin goes out, Manning comes in, and Joel Person comes out. Some people say, uh, you know, why would you change a winning lineup? But there is something to be said for team building when you include the moms on a trip and having everybody play in these situations, isn't there? Yeah, and I do think that's part of it. One of the reasons why Dave Tippett is such a, a good coach in this league is because he does understand the human side of it. And that's something that he would have considered. Uh, what really puts him over the top is that's something that he would have opened to, openly discussed with a group. So they'd be on board with it. They wouldn't be saying, I just don't understand why we're doing this. Everybody would know. Obviously, it didn't work out that well in the last game. Um but at the same time, I could tell you, you know, end of a trip, tired, this, that, the other thing. It may not have worked out whether you went with the same lineup or not. It doesn't matter. you got to stick to who you are and, and what your strengths are. And so far, that's what Dave Tippett has done, and it's been very, very successful. 12-6-2 through 20 games. Give me the combination of factors as to why the orders have been able to make this significant of an improvement to start the year. Uh, biggest thing is just the elimination of mistakes, not beat yourself, uh, not be chasing games all the time. We saw that quite a bit last year. Um, it makes for exciting hockey. It doesn't make for a lot of winning hockey. But cutting down on the number of mistakes and getting everybody to buy in, how critical it is sometimes to not push the pace, not push things, but to be in a good defensive position or posture is winning hockey. And, you know, we're seeing it with the Arizona Coyotes. They're playing that way. We're seeing it with the New York Islanders. Boston Bruins have been playing from that standpoint for a long time. Uh, it's just a smart way to play the game if you want to win. In Edmonton's case, you know, there's still some some concerning flaws. There's still not enough contributions from players further down the lineup. Uh, there's nobody as top-heavy right now as the Oilers. Everybody knows that. But the point disparity is getting really, really out of control at this rate. You know, you'll have Connor and Leon three times more than the next player scoring-wise. That's almost 
historically unheard of. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that has happened, the penalty killing has been atrocious for years and years and years, Brian. Like since since November of 2016, the worst penalty killing in the NHL. Overall, the last five years, the worst penalty killing in the NHL. The Oilers went into last night's game fifth. Uh, and actually, they killed off all three shorthanded situations. So they haven't dropped, I would guess. Um, it, is, is it partially the personnel and having guys in defined roles in the bottom six? They might not be scoring, but they're at least providing something with killing penalties. Is it partially goaltending? What do you think it is? It's always uh, partially the personnel, but it's also the, the strategy and the schemes that the team is using. If there's uh, one thing that I'm 100% certain haven't played with Dave Tippett that he understands, it's penalty killing. He was an amazing penalty killer himself. Uh, he wouldn't even be running the penalty killing just himself, but he would have enormous input on it. He's kind of a delegator back there. He doesn't need to do everything himself. He's not a control freak. Uh, and yet I would think he would still have a big influence on the PK and uh, he just understands it inside and out. I had a long discussion one time with Willie Mitchell when he got moved from the Minnesota Wild to the Dallas Stars. And Dave Tippett was the head coach in Dallas, and Jacques Lemaire was the head coach in Minnesota. Pretty good defensive coach by his own right, Jacques Lemaire. And uh, he couldn't believe the vast differences uh, of what he was doing when he got to Dallas under Dave Tippett. And at first he fought it, and then he came back and later to me he said, you know what, it just, it's a different way of doing things, but it's sheer genius. just was a different look. And that really is the message for clubs now in the NHL. There's a lot of different ways to kill penalties, to play. There's no one right way that everybody's doing it other than the overriding theme of limit the number of mistakes you make in a game and you have a much better chance to win. Brian Lawton from the NHL Network is our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Brian, when you broke in, you were the first number one overall pick that was an American, right? Correct. Did you receive um, a fair amount? Was there a fair amount of on-ice pressure applied to you? By other players around the league, you know there'd always been sort of Canadian Canadian number ones until kind of that point. In fact, I would I'm just thinking off the top of my head, every number one pick ever before that was a Canadian. So, what was it like for you coming into the league, and and how much attention did you get um, from opposition players? I want to say at that point the statistics were certainly in the high 70s, if not the 80s. Canadian dominated. Yep. There just were not that many Americans, less than 12% Americans. Uh, the rest would have been Europeans, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect it. Um, I went to a team that, that at least had quite a few Americans in the Minnesota North Stars. They had Neil Broughton and a bunch of other players, and they took great pride in having Minnesota players on their team here. I wasn't a Minnesota player. I'm from Rhode Island, but uh, it, it was really fascinating. I was really uh, shocked at the pushback and attention that it received early on. And, um, yeah, it wasn't anything that you could do anything about, but it, it, it did definitely uh, surprise me. I remember that distinctly thinking, wow, people really care about this. I didn't care about it. I was just a hockey player the same. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because everybody else never thought about where I came from or anything like that. So it was a unique experience. Well, make sure this conversation doesn't go to the dogs here, Brian. Uh, so six, uh, you know, different time, different, different league and that sort of thing. How long did it take you to gain the respect from the officials, do you think? As a player, were you a guy that were you? A guy, I don't recall you being a guy that chirped or baited the officials much. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but did you notice that? The, do you believe that it, it the the officials maybe are in a little bit of the show me state with the rookies and more comfortable with veteran players? It was also a different time when you played one official, and a lot of officials actually conversed fairly regularly with the players as well. Yeah, I think it was significantly different from the perspective that the officials had, I don't want to say better personality, but they were allowed to have more personality. I knew every one of the linesmen. These guys were great guys. I knew every official. They weren't wearing helmets. You recognized them. You knew them. Um, There were some guys that irritated you, but I, I felt like I got treated really fairly as a rookie. I also felt like I could... Yeah, there there was just banter there with the officials, more than we see today. I always got a kick out of that. I always disliked that we've gone away from that because, you know, we didn't have all the technology, obviously, we utilize now. Um, There was just a lot more discussion. The the officials had a lot more control. And and to me, uh, that was just a lot of fun. We had a lot of great guys that were officials in the league when I played in the 80s and early 90s. You know, Brian, I, I love multiple sports, as you know. I love U.S. college football. I went with Jack to the you know, the 49ers Seahawks game on Friday night. It was an awesome experience. Um, I love, uh, I like soccer, and I really like rugby. And one thing I like about rugby is the respect that the officials are given. But you know what? It's a two-way respect. When they explain a call to a player and a foul or when they go to video... Uh, it is in a respectful tone both ways. And one of the things I despise about soccer is the ranting and raving and lunacy and how aggressive the players are with the officials in soccer. And I think hockey is somewhere in between that. You know what I mean? Like at times I see the officials wave good players off that want an explanation on a call. And maybe there's some guys that are a little bit too verbose once in a while. But I do think it's important that the respect is a two-way street, and I think that rugby's got it right. And if somebody wants to text me and tell me I'm wrong on rugby, feel free to. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's something to be said to that, that respect needs to be a, t- a two-way scenario. Yeah, I do think that hockey has changed, too, significantly. I mean, 
I grew up playing with Dino Cicerelli, who was the biggest diver that ever put a pair of skates on. I mean, it was unbelievable the stuff that he would do on a nightly basis. We loved it. But at the same time, I would kind of go home and go, eh, I don't know. You know, every time someone comes near you and you fall, you slam your stick as hard as you can. So it's like a beaver tail. And it just, it raised the level of everything. And I think we went through a period when things were, uh, were out of control in hockey in terms of treatment from the players. I don't see that nearly as much now. I don't see probably as much personality either. But, um, you know, it's always very, very interesting to watch that stuff play out. I, I, I think things have been reeled in a lot more. Uh, there was a lot more leeway in games back then, so it did create some anxious moments, that's for sure. Yeah. But I saw the greatest thing I've ever seen in hockey in terms of a player in sportsmanship recently when Voracek you know, basically went to the official and said, no, that's not a high sticking. I thought he was going to hit me in the face, and I flinched. Yep. He never hit me in the face with a stick. To me, that's awesome. I, we're not golf. I understand that. But at the same time, you know what? Uh, most of the players are pretty honest in this league now. It's not as cheap or dirty as it used to be. Well, there's no quite. I mean, I, that's the one thing to kill them all, you know. <laughs> Watch the stuff back. You're just like, like guys would have guys not. Who is the guy from Jasper, Alberta, that Ben Wilson bounced off his bounced his head off the ice a couple times? He used to play for Medicine Hat. Somebody will text me at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. He he lost a couple really ugly ones. Stan Jonathan did him, and same thing. They had him down, and the guy was done, and he'd be punched in the face two or three times again. All right, uh, some quick hitters here. The Oilers, and there are tickets available for tomorrow night's game against Colorado. This is a special team, isn't it, Brian, the Avalanche? What they're accomplishing, given the amount of injuries that they have right now, this, and what a turnaround by Joe Sackett. They were old and slow about four years ago. They are a quick, fast, deep hockey club. Yeah, they are, and, and Joe's done a great job. And, you know, I talk about this often because people always bring it up. It, it really did start back in 11 with Landis Cog. They just stuck with it. They've had some ups and downs since then, but it's been nothing but up for really the last three, four years, and it looks like it's going to continue as well. In the short term right now, without Landeskog and Rantanen, uh, Nate McKinnon is playing out of this world. He's been dominant, but they've added more depth, more real players. In some ways, I'm hoping that the Edmonton Oilers will kind of mimic that over the next two, three, four years as they build their depth out, as you see players like Ethan Bear you know, kind of start to figure it out. I know he played 20 games or so, maybe two years ago. Looked like a guy that had to get his conditioning under control, learn to be a good pro, and then they get onto your roster where he is at now. And he looks fantastic. They're going to have many more of those stories in the future. And that, in my opinion, is going to have them looking a lot like where this Colorado Avalanche team is right now which is really impressive. Yeah, I I know St. Louis is good, but if you look at St. Louis's goal for and goals against differential, they know how to win, but they're only like plus 5. You look at uh you look at Colorado, they got, you know, they're sitting there with Rantanen and Landis Skog and, and now the big man on defense, Zadorov out, uh, you know, Grubauer has been hurt and even even guys like Wilson and Belmar, I mean, they keep finding ways to win hockey games. Joe Sackett's done a stunningly good job there. Uh, one other team I want to ask you about, you brought them up earlier, the New York Islanders. Just like Edmonton, the Islanders last night went into the game 15th in the league in goals for. Just shows you, hey, if you can keep it out of your net, you can win games. 
It really does. It highlights the value of, of defensive players or just bringing your group together and not, you know, convincing them that you're not going to make mistakes in the wrong areas of the ice. I just read an interesting article this morning about the Islanders have played the most time in their own zone of any team. Now, that sounds counterintuitive to how well they're playing defensively, but the fact of the matter is Barry Trotz, he's delighted to let you skate around the outside of the offensive zone and not give you anything in the middle of the ice as long as you'd like. They're not going to break down. They're not going to make a mistake. They'll give you areas that Barry or their coaching staff wants you to play in. They won't give you the areas where you're going to score goals, and that's been borne out by their record. Brian, as always, appreciate your time. We've had a terrific first hour. Wayne Gretzky, Brian Lawton. Been good. You're you're an, you're an esteemed company on today's show, and I know Wayne felt the same way, Brian, just so you know that. <laughs> well, fortunately, Wayne can carry uh, the whole show all by himself, but thank you. All right, great stuff. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> Thank you. Yvette, that is Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Uh, it's 12.54 in Edmonton. We're running up against the break. I will tell you this, that uh, Oilers now has a terrific road trip. If you're thinking of doing something different in the second half of the season, the Oilers are going to go to Chicago to see the Oilers uh, play the Blackhawks. And Oilers now is going to Chicago. This package includes lower bowl game tickets. There is no experience in the NHL. Sorry, Vegas. In fact, I'd put Montreal ahead of Vegas. I mean it. Uh, but, but Chicago is still the best in-game experience, in my opinion. There's nothing like when that out that anthem rank, uh, gets rocking for both countries, may I add. So our Chicago Now roadie has lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly. Tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field, parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For the Oilers now, Chicago road trip. Call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. We're going to build a break here. Uh, We'll come back at 105, get into all of our normal 1205 stuff, and then get after it with you on Oilers Now. Up next, Eileen Bell with a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.